Today we're here with Kian with In Depth with Sifu John, episode five. Uh, she specializes in people-based solutions, problem solving. Basically, she fixes shit. She also uh, retunes people and does corporate coaching. My favorite part about her is that she is actually a counter-terrorist as well. So welcome, Kian. Hi. So uh, for our audience, I'd like to start off with, could you please just give us your, you know, five-minute origin story so everyone kind of gets to know more about you mm, my origin story all yeah. right so uh where do i start i was born in hong kong and i came over here when i was quite young did most of my schooling over here uh decided i wanted you were born in hong kong i was born in hong kong i didn't know that okay yeah yes yeah. speak read and write still unfortunately I got put how about mandarin a little bit of mandarin but yeah. i got put through 11 years of formal chinese school over here i gave up all of oh, my really? sundays yeah all those birthday parties i wanted to go to at oh Maccas. my goodness my parents said no no so no maccas no maccas no sec fun at maccas eh? no 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 definitely no sec fun <laughs> at maccas yeah sorry go on uh yep so um i decided i wanted to be a lawyer for some unknown reason um I think it was because I was argumentative and I talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And then I got into law school. I uh, was dead set going to be a barrister. I was mm -hmm. dead set going to be, mm -hmm. um, you know, get law degrees in three yep. different countries, be a kick-ass person mm -hmm. and just... Like the good wife yeah. or Harvey Specter. Yeah, just yeah. be one of those people, you know, a handful of people have that kind of level yep. of credentials and go kick-ass, go, yep. go save the world. Yep. And then I got partway through my degree and I... Um, was dabbling in some coaching and mentoring mm -hmm. and I fell in love with it mm -hmm. and fell into a really, really good business. Um, and that's when I really started rethinking, well, do I actually want to be a lawyer or can I offer more? Now I've got lots of friends and colleagues that are in the legal profession and I have the utmost respect for the work that they do. Um, for me, I just didn't find that it was a good fit. Yep. And so I decided that I wanted to um, pursue I was standing at this crossroad, I wanted to pursue um, this mentor and coaching aspect that I was really passionate about. And I found what actually happened was my a lot of my legal training 100% um, inspired the structures and the organisations um, that I use to then impact people, which yep. I use to retune them. Um, and then it just grew from there um, and I started my own consultancy called A Plus Solutions. Mm -hmm. And it sort of just exploded from there. Mm -hmm. And now I go about basically um, providing people-based solutions. So yeah. I don't think it's enough to sort of just look at the numbers or look at the legal side. Anyone can do that. What I really want to do is um, provide solutions that are multidisciplinary. So um, not just factoring in the legal yeah. and the business side, but also how do we actually deal with it? At the end of the day, a company is people. Mm -hmm. So that's really my jam. It's fixing shit. It's fixing yeah. people shit. Yeah. It's retuning. Most people, um, you know, they they know what they're supposed to be so doing. So that would be on like on a corporate macro level, but also on an individual micro yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And it, it's people from all walks of life. Like you know, you can get your your fresh eyed, you know, twenty one year old yep. grad that wants to to get their first job, um, and it's it's hella scary. Mm -hmm. And how do we get that? How do we reach them at a people level? Not just here's your resume, here's what you put on it, but how do we actually coach them? Mm -hmm. How do we get them to find their peace and to find their um, the, get them in their element when they're in an interview. Mm -hmm. Then you've got, you know, maybe a 53-year-old husband who's got a mortgage and, and family and, and kids and everything. Mm -hmm. How do we help them transition into okay. the career that they want so they feel okay. more at peace with okay. their life? Okay, got it. So it sounds like the, a lot of the coaching is leading into the career and the professional development of a person as well. Is that right? Yeah, I think that career development is, I mean, we all have jobs. Yeah. Um, we spend a, a big portion of our time there. Huge portion, yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important for someone to actually um, 
have autonomy and control, take courage of, of yep. what they do. Yep. Um, so for me, my life motto is I do things because I want to, not because I have to. Yeah. But I have to admit. Good and motto. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a powerful motto, but it does come at a price. And yep. that's what I try to instill in my clients okay. to understand that your choices, they're not sacrifices, yep. they are choices. Okay. Um, and Good. in that sense, yep. um, you know, you have to put yourself in the position to do your best work where yeah. you do have autonomy and that's not yeah. easy. Yeah, for sure. Now, good. Like, there's definitely some ways what you know, what you specialize in is going to be helping the guys that listen in because we do, we're all about mindset, meditation, mm. motivation, some martial arts. Sure. As a counter-terrorist, you haven't done any martial arts training? No, except okay. my, my ninja training that okay. I want to talk about. Okay, so we'll <laughs> keep that till next time. Yep, yep, next okay, time. cool. So there's definitely something there. That I want to link into something you just said, like you do things because you want to, not because you have to. Yeah. Now... I mean, you, yeah, we do spend a lot of time at work. Mm -hmm. I don't, was it like 70% of our life or some shit? Like yeah. something crazy like that. Unfortunately, so it is I'm, a large I'm portion of, of time. Yeah, I'm of the belief that we should be doing something that we love. You might as well love 70% of your life, right? Yeah, that, that, is, that is literally the, 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 the mindset that mm -hmm. I, I want to instill in people. If okay. you're going to spend 70% of your life yep. being miserable, yep. how happy are you going to be? Yeah. And that max. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that really influences everything else. Like people think that it's a nine to five job, but who has a nine to five job that they could well and truly, honest to God, say it's discreetly kept nine to five or yeah. eight to five. Yeah. Because if you're grumpy, something's happening to you at work. Yeah. It's going to come home. It's going to exactly. affect your kids. Outside of work hours. Got it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Okay. So how do you? Okay. So I'm Steve. Um, I was going to say Jobs, but <laughs> not Steve Jobs. <laughs> I'm Steve Bloke, Steve Smith, and and I've got you know. I'm in a career which I'm not really sure I want to do, but I, and, and I want to get into something I'm passionate about. How could you help me? What would you be say to me? I think that a lot of people need to work on their clarity. Um, clarity. When I come, when I approach people, um, I actually have to spend half my time battling down their defense mechanisms because they're like, I want to do this, but I can't do that. It's actually a lot of wading through baggage. Okay. And that's part of the human psyche. It's a part of actually approaching yeah. the client of uh, where they are. So they'll be like, I want to do this. And it's sort of, Imagine that you're walking in a maze, right? Mm -hmm. You've got this guided maze and yep. the destination's in the middle. That's where mm -hmm. the prize is. Okay. You just sort of sp spend a bit of time walking yep. in and out, dead yep. ends. You know, you don't know where you're going really. Mm -hmm. And eventually you get to the middle and you're like, that's what you want to do. Okay. So I think that's the first powerful moment. Now, okay. it can help to have someone that's sort of gone through this process before to sort of go, well, do you really want to go down that one? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, why don't we bring it back on track? Yep. Once we get that clarity, then it's about, yep. well, the steps. So you're here. This mm -hmm. is where you want to be. Mm -hmm. My job is to go, well, here are the steps in between. Mm -hmm. And here's how we facilitate you doing them. And you know what? To be, to be honest, a lot of people know what they need to do. But that actioning, mm -hmm. that crunch time, that getting okay. it done, it. that's really where I step in. Okay. And that's where most of the problems are li actually lie because people don't feel like they have that agency. Don't, they don't feel like they're able um, and a lot of that is retuning people. That's that's really what I'm passionate about. People are valuable in themselves intrinsically. They are they have so much potential, but I do believe that there is a way to optimize them yep. towards their goals. Okay, okay, good. So you've helped someone in this labyrinth. They're in that maze. They've, got, mm -hmm. they've found that clarity in the middle, mm -hmm. and then we need to give them the steps. Sometimes they kind of know it, but it's about you getting them to take action. But let's just say they don't know. They mm -hmm. they know now. Okay, I want to be. You know, I want to sell red boots for the rest of my mm -hmm. life and that's their passion they've got that clear clarity now what would be the action steps you put in place to help those person like someone out there's listening now how would you take them through those steps for me i would really want them to be uh, visiting say in five years time where do you want to be like yeah. when you get out of this maze 
what are your next steps? So, you know, we've okay. made it to the center of the maze. Yep. We now have to get you back out and mm -hmm. the steps to get back out. And then when you come out, we want you to be a changed person. We want okay. you to be happier with that version of yourself okay. when we walked in. So there, there could be a variety of, of um, strategies that we take. Okay. Um, and I'll speak generally, but, um, you know, we could be looking at understanding um, childhood development issues, yep. um, you know, current ah, okay. stress or medical conditions. Okay. What's holding you back? Yep, got it. So that's one thing. Yep, um, understand. Yep, there's other really, um, really strong structural stuff outside okay. of that like yep. um, I have a background as a business coach yep. um, and helping a lot of small medium businesses yep. and startups and I don't really focus as much on the you know this is what profit and loss looks like mm -hmm. you know I obviously support people through yep. that but it's actually about how do you package people how do you position people around that profit and loss statement how do we do something about it and how do we get people to internalize it and so it's the same process here business coaching in the sense of well where do we start fine you need capital fine okay. you your business okay. isn't doing so well we need stock what do we do okay okay cool so sound like it was two parts there one part was actually looking at their psychology and their mm -hmm. mindset so what kind of emotional baggage do they have what might be preventing them mentally or emotionally mm -hmm. and then the next part was the actual pra practical business stuff okay do i need capital what do i need to do what's my next step business is that right yeah okay. yeah like i believe that people um in the world like this is definitely simplifying things yeah. but most people hold two energies or, or two aspects to them and one of them is logic and one of yeah. them is emotion mm -hmm. Statistically speaking, most of the people out, out in the general population are more emotion-based people yep. over logic. And it's about retuning it. It's not about changing their identity. It's not about, you know, blank slating them. It's about helping them learn when they can flick it off, yep. when they can flick it on, mm -hmm. as it suits them. Yep. Now, you know, anyone would know too much logic or too much emotion it's a recipe for disaster. But when mm. you can find that perfect formula for that particular person, for mm. that particular endeavor, mm -hmm. that's when you know you've struck gold. There's no formula for everyone, okay. but I do, like, okay. I do believe there's a specific formula for each person. Okay, got it. Okay, so you really need to actually take a look under the hood of each person to know what you'd actually be giving to them as a, a plan for moving forward. Is that what you mean? Yeah, it's yeah. more a surgical precision exercise than it is, you know, your your ER department, your triaging, you don't really yeah. know what you're going into. Yeah. This okay. is really someone that's going into like got a it. specialist and going like, you've got this specific condition and we need to tweak that specific yep. bit. Um, you know, you need your vaccine, you know, yeah. if, if you've been bitten by a snake, you want to know which snake you've been bitten by. Yeah. Otherwise, you can try all the vaccines in the world, yeah. but you'll probably be dead before you fix the yeah. problem. Yeah, got and it. that's really about it. I think that the vaccine, your solution, so to speak, needs to actually befit the problem. Yeah, agreed. And that will solve not just your mental issues and mindset issues, but also your life satisfaction issues. Got it. Understand. So talk to me more about retuning, because I've heard that word come up a lot with you. Someone comes to you, they want to be retuned, or is that something they, you know, they don't even know yet? What is the retuning? Well, for me, retuning um, was a really important concept that I've developed through experience. Yep. You know, people are like, you know, I feel like a changed person and this and that. And I, I don't, one day I just sat there and went, well, are you really a changed person? Are you a new person? And for me, that language is actually really powerful. For me, retuning means I preserve the core essence of someone's character or personality. Ethically speaking, that is a really important thing mm -hmm. um, that I, I really abide by in my work to yep. make sure that person hasn't been changed mm -hmm. or tainted by what I think should happen. Mm -hmm. But my job is just to optimize and to retune them so that they're more efficient. Okay. But they are essentially the same core structure with their, um, mm -hmm. you know, their beliefs, their yep. past, their baggage, and their future. Yep. We're just looking at, well, how can we retune you, make you more effective, okay. and, and, and bring alignment. I think yep. that's really okay. what it is. Okay, so aligning them, them more with their own core values and their essence, so they're more efficient and effective in their life. Is that a good yeah. way of summarizing yeah. it? Yeah, clarity, okay. retuning, Got it. getting shit okay. done, that's okay. my jam. Get it, okay. So 
you know, I really want to deliver some value to the guys on the back end of this, the podcast, but also on YouTube if they're watching or wherever they're picking this up, whether it's Facebook or whatever platform it is. Um, so I'm someone coming to you. I want some retuning. I, I feel like I need it. What kind of, what could I implement? What could the guys on the back end of this from what you say today implement now? So, or now or over the next however long week or two so that they can feel some kind of benefit from the way you'd help them? Yeah, of course. I would be coming back to what I mentioned earlier. I would yeah. be coming back to a five-year plan. And the reason yeah. I pick five years okay. is because it's far enough in advance yeah. that, you know, you can make changes. Yeah. Things can change yeah. and life does change. Yeah. You know, if you pick one year, yeah. you know, you've got to start moving pretty soon yeah. and, and things are going to have an impact. Uh -huh. But, you know, it's also close enough. It's not 10 years yeah. that it's so intangible that you lose motivation. Got it. I would grab that image in your mind. But I don't just okay. want you to go, I am going to be a CEO of Apple or okay. I am going to be, you know, senior partner at such and such firm. Okay. I want you to think, I want you to close your eyes and mm -hmm. really think, hold in your mind, who are you with, mm. right? Who are you, you with? What do you see? Mm -hmm. What do you feel? And I want you to be really open and creative about this. This is not an exercise where you're going to be judged. It's not mm -hmm. an exercise where there's a right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But the more honest you are with yourself, the more effective it is. So, for example, um, you know, I have clients coming to me yep. and they'll, they'll say, I would like to no longer worry about um, my kids not being able to... Um, to have clothes on their backs. Mm -hmm. um, they're like, I really want to change career, but I can't do that to my family. Mm -hmm. So there's so much to unpack there. Like, okay. you know, are you feeling joy from your kids? Are you yep. feeling worn out? Yep. Maybe they don't want to feel the stress or the burden of having to provide anymore. Yep. Um, so so really delving into to all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So who are you with? Are you, you know, at the end of this, say someone wants a really high flying corporate career, at the end of that, do you still have your partner and your kids with you? Mm -hmm. Um, so for me personally, um, having made these decisions and gone through this, this same process myself, I said to myself, if my husband Jason wasn't there mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, mm. then it was all for nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't worth it. And it sounds like a pretty big statement, but for me, mm -hmm. one of my core values yep. um, is relationships. Yep. It's pack. Mm -hmm. So um, I have a little pack. Yep. It's my husband Jason and my therapy dog, um, yep. Toby Wan Kenobi. Yep. And that is that is our call the pack the center must always hold yep. and everything else is built around that our yep. friends um, extended family and for me there is no point mm -hmm. having success if there's no one to share it with mm -hmm. now that might be completely different for someone else yep. um, but start thinking about this coming back to what i was saying with yep. that five-year plan don't just think this is my job title i find that fascinating that when you said okay because that's something's happening that we actually do as well within mm -hmm. our process um that when you said five-year plan, the first thing you looked at was who are you with? Yeah. Um, that was something I picked up when I read the book. What was it called? It will come to me. Good to Great. Mm -hmm. Have you read the book Good to Great? No, I Jim haven't. Jim Collins. No. Uh, and he, the first thing, the one, actually the first principle in the book is first who, then what. So it's like what kind of people do you want around you? Find that team, that core essence of the business or the pack as you put it and then have the what emanate from that mm -hmm. so it lines up with what you're saying and the way we approach things as well so but it's fascinating because a lot of the time i speak to business coaches and they'll say you know look at your five or your 10 or your 50 year or whatever it is and they'll go straight into values and vision not the who I find, and i think that's that's a, that's a good start um okay good so from what you were saying to them so guys out there listening you're supposed to close your eyes 
see yourself in five years and see who you're with. Use your senses and trust your gut. I think a lot of the guys will just see hot women. I'm yeah, and, and you know what? That is fine. It, like that is totally fine. Right, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a nice grunt from him. But you need to actually trust your gut. Like mm. this is not just to close your eyes. We're sitting in the doctor's office and, and tell me the first word that pops into your mind. Yeah. This is really you. I want your your brain to actually your mind to and your energy to actually follow through this scenario. You've you've just picked a spot somewhere in five years' mm-hmm. time. I want your mind and your energy to follow that. Okay. Follow that through. What happens next? What are you sensing? Why do you want to be here? How does this reflect to you, your identity? How does it reflect your your values? I think values and vision are very valuable. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do also think that the who is important too because yep. we are social creatures. Yep. Um, we are pack creatures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to varying degrees... Um, introverts, extroverts, X, Y, Z. I think our success does depend on our bonds with the people around us. Definitely. Um, I'm a really, really big advocate of networking. Mm-hmm. And so you need to think about that. Yep. Who are the people that are going to help you get there? Yep. Unless you can get there on your own, in which case I usually ask, well, why haven't you? Yeah. You really need to think about no using your pack. No one can get anywhere on their own Yeah, that's all. it. It's just not possible. That's like, it. I mean, did you... Did you learn that signal? Yeah, yep. yeah in Hong Kong. Um, <laughs> you know... <laughs> um, you know, like the seat that you're sitting on was made by someone. You know, your house was built by another person. Everything depends on each other. Yeah. Even more so in your own professional growth as well. And that's why um, I've really taken to this idea of pack mentality. You know, we have tribes and we have all sorts of other social constructs that we like to yeah. use, but the pack is something that's resonated with me okay. because pack ensures survival, ensures yeah. success, and yeah. every pack member has their value, hmm. has their place. You can't have every single person in your life be equally as important. Mm. You know, you can't be there for absolutely every single True. person. Mm. You choose your pack. Mm-hmm. You choose your, your extended pack, mm-hmm. you know, and you really try to give the most value to those that you, you choose to. Like, I'm going to come out a little but you know what I mean. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, so you've, you've suggested that they visualize themselves five years down the track. They see the who, they start to see what's going on and they feel why they're doing it and they line it up in that way. Now that they've done that, what's next? So now that they've done that, you need to ask, well, it's almost like, you know, when we were kids, we used to yeah. play spot the difference. You yeah. know, you get two similar pictures and there'd be, you know, different colors on there, you know, slightly different detail. Maybe there's a car in that one and a tree in that one. And you're supposed to spot the difference. And I think a really useful exercise sometimes is to hold those images, go, well, what's different about my life? Why would that be an improvement? Maybe it's not an improvement. And that's a question that people are like, that often don't ask. They're like, just because I thought and I dreamt it up, maybe that's a good thing. Like, it, sorry, it must be a good thing, but maybe it's not. not. You actually need to ask questions in yeah. both directions. Otherwise you're only really assuming one outcome. Yeah, you're right. No, that's cool. You know, it's funny when I left the house this, uh, just now, I was putting the boys to bed, Joshua was playing Spot the Difference. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got business coaching. I'm sorry, that's he's it. got coaching in him. I got, yeah, he's he was got right. this. That's a really good analogy. And I like how you put it because, you know, uh, a lot of the time you're right, people envision things, but not everything that shines is gold. I got a lot of people I know where they're like, oh, there's this business idea, there's this, there's this. Now I'm a travel agent, now I'm doing this. And it's just like, but is that really what you want? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think there is some Spot humility That's good. in this yeah. um, exercise as well. So 
Um, a lot of my time is actually spent mentoring HSC students. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of my clientele are elite athletes, gifted students. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some have um, medical conditions and family mm-hmm. issues as well. Mm-hmm. But I've seen people from all runs of life. And I think the one thing that we often underestimate is the simplicity of when we were, when we were in childhood. Mm-hmm. Now, this carries across to the corporate world as well. We assume now in our flashy corporate world with all our technology that all that stuff that worked for us when we were kids, you know, the finder words, the crosswords, the spot, the difference, oh, we're too sophisticated for that. Mm. And I think that's an arrogance that's gonna mislead people. Sometimes the simplicity, you know, the the exercises that worked so well when we were children, there is no reason to think we couldn't even just use the better now, that we're older and wiser and have other skills under our, our belt. But a lot of people, you know, some people, but they're like, oh, I don't wanna do that, that's so childish. I'm like, but can you make yourself do it? because that's a whole level of mental control. Can you swallow that pride? Can you remember that place? Because when you're a child, mm. you're not plagued by all of the, the stresses and the, and the vicissitudes of life that mm. you are today. Mm-hmm. You are a lot more free to really envisage your life when you're a five-year-old, a six-year-old. Imagine you know the joy of just running down a field playing sports because you wanted to without having to perform as a star athlete. Mm. It can really change people's performance. Okay. so. I agree with what you're saying. That's that's very true because kids are so free and liberated in the moment. And so everything's, you know, like the world's their oyster, so to speak. How would you get someone to apply that into life? Would you what, give them a crossword and say, do it? Or like, what would you, like, would there be a practical example you could give to the guys listening? Like something they could do to get that mindset going? Yeah, I mean, this is a strange one, but I have a lot of clients in very high stress situations yep. that are expected to learn keywords yep. or um, key phrases for their um, public addresses or for their examinations yep. or for an interview. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I get them to do um, is I'll give them a find a word. I'll give them a crossword. And it'll have the clues on there. It'll have, you know, the words that you're supposed to be looking for. And I said, you are so wide right now. Can you please go and be a five-year-old? Here's a crayon. Go be a five-year-old. And it sounds like a really strange exercise, but I think sometimes we just need to actually stick a spanner in that turning cog and go, nah, enough is enough. We're jump-starting this because this is actually not getting me to be in a healthy place. If someone's escalating, they will not be giving their best performance. Interesting little spanner. I like it. Mm. It's good. Give them a fucking crown. I, I and am say retuning go, people. No, no, I get I'm it. I get it. Mechanic. No, it makes sense because they're moving. <laughs> no, make they're moving in a certain direction, and you want to like get the brain firing in a different way. So you go, go do this, go do that. Interesting. Do you relate it to like the things that they used to like when they were a kid, or just anything? No, it doesn't have to be as complex as that. Yeah. Like when you look at certain disciplines. So for example, I've recently taken up um, long distance target, uh, target rifle shooting. Um, so I shoot Counter-terrorist. at counter-terrorist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I will shoot at say 300 or 400 meters. Yeah. Right. And one of the things about that sport that I do love is it is um, a sport that requires low, um, what we call low physical arousal. Yeah. Don't get excited, guys. Yeah. But high mental arousal yeah. in terms of your brain is aware of all of your surroundings and stuff. It's a whole new way to appreciate um, mindfulness. And I don't mean mindfulness in that sort of really clinical, overused word in the corporate setting. I mean mindfulness in its truest sense, which is just being around aware of your surroundings and and your place in it Mm -hmm. as well. And I found that in that sense, sorry, I forget where we'll be going with this, um, the... uh, like, does it have to be something related to what they used to do as a child? No, oh, okay. And yeah. saying no, and that linked into you doing the yes. mindfulness. Ah, yeah. uh, that's right. So coming back to your question of yep. whether it has to link back to you as a child, well, certainly no child should be picking up a firearm like that. <laughs> it's not about just that. It's about how do you refocus your mind? 
for one person it'll be arts. Okay. For Got someone it. else, it's Got going it. to be target shooting. So it doesn't really matter. Just give them a crown. No. On the on the note of shooting, um, Zach should probably take some lessons in you because Zach <laughs> is you know uh, not so good at Halo. It's a game we play here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I tend to destroy him as much as possible. Actually, I'm lying. He's beating me two one. Uh, you just reminded the truth me. Comes but out. Zach, can you show Zach there? And can you put like a Halo like gun over his face and show me shooting him? Halo Thank graphic. you. Thank you. Okay, uh, sorry, that was just a segue. Nice tangent. <laughs> Coming, yeah, sorry. Just a little tangent for me. Okay, so I like that. Hmm. And you were saying also that you do deal with people with uh, stress. Now, stress and anxiety seem, does to be, seem to be prevalent in our society with the, the uh, you know, the fast pace and the achievement-based society that we have. Could you give our listeners some stress tips or things apart from throwing picking up a crown. Have you got any other tips that might alleviate some of the stress or even dig it out that you can help them with? Well, look, I'm going to ge- I'm going to generalize here. Yep. And I suppose some of what I'm going to say is going to be a bit controversial, okay. but I actually think a lot of the stress that we have is self-generated. Okay. You know, I and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not disregarding, you know, genuine medical conditions and and mm. I'm not invalidating pe- what people feel. I'm I, not say- I agree with you yeah. 100%. Don't for worry. Me, yeah, for <laughs> me, like you can feel something and I can be like, yeah, I can see that you're stressed, you know, how can we help? doesn't mean I necessarily think that, you know, that there wasn't a cause that we could have maybe fixed or, or preempted. So in that sense, I think that, you know, for example, why are people so stressed about money? Mm. They don't actually, they only need a small yeah. amount of money to, to survive. You're right. It's the way they look at it that makes it stressful. Yeah. So again, that retuning of perspective can yep. be really valuable. Have a look at what your values actually are. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you spending time trying to get to a $200,000, you know, income when your passion is in making pottery and and working with um working with children and teaching them the art of of Mm. of pottery Mm. maybe as a therapeutic mechanism you don't need two hundred thousand dollars to do that Mm -hmm. you need time to do that Mm -hmm. okay so think about how your values actually the other thing i think people do is they create more stress by not doing Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a clogged toilet okay if you will it's it just sort of builds up and it builds up and then one day it yeah. just goes everywhere. Yeah. The excrement literally yeah. hits the fan. Yeah. And I think that's because people have opportunities that are in front of them. Mm. And for whatever reason, they don't feel like they're able to act. Um, and so an opportunity goes by yeah. and then it happens again okay. and again. And it actually retrains the brain yeah. to view life in a particular way. So I think if you are able to work on that, and there's obviously a lot okay. of work to be done on that, it can alleviate stress. So you mean take action? Basically. Yeah, just okay. take action on, because the on, mo- on something towards at least you are moving. Yeah, at least yeah, better be moving and still for sure. Yeah. And if you take a step back to you saying like, look at your values, like you know, for example, the two hundred thousand dollar example, if they earn, they don't need to earn that much if they just want to be doing pottery with their kids. Um, how does someone, you know, how does someone implement that? You know, because like I'm just thinking, how does you know Lisa sitting at home? She's thinking, okay, I want to do that. How do I do that now? How do I actually? look at my values in order to stop stressing because she probably let's say she for example is feeling a stress based off that issue mm-hmm. what what could she do well a really useful way to do that is google we've got so much technology at our fingertips yeah right i would go and google up yep. some um you know some some personal core value traits right okay. I, I would go and there are lists out there and i've run this exercise with many of my clients yep. um and just ponder what resonates with you, what doesn't. Okay. Go print off a couple of sheets, go highlight okay. it like a kid. Got it. Go through that. Yeah. 
talk to your friends and family. Mm. Ask them, what what do you think my values are? What are okay. your values? Have a dialogue about okay. it. Your people. Okay. Okay. It's not it. just parts in you. This this is stuff that you, you would have been living that people would have seen in you. Get it. Now, there is crossover between your character, your personality and yep. values. Yeah. But you know, you it'll be easy enough to sift them out once you have yep. a conversation or two. That's where I would start. And to, like in terms of finding clarity, actually finding out what they are. That's yeah, what you're saying. yeah. There like, is always write a list of them. Yeah, yeah there is okay. always more Got clarity it. to be had. There is mm. always re- more retuning. Yeah, and this is the thing. Um, I want people to know that they can retune themselves. They can design mm. their own fate. Get there. And if they get there and they decide they want something else, we can do this all over again. Yep. Indefinitely. Yep. It, it really is tapping into the power of um, hum, human ingenuity. Why are we so different to, yep. to animals and stuff? And how can we determine our own fate yep. um, in using all of the tools and resources? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at apes, they use sticks, they use whatever. Mm-hmm. We have so many more resources than yep. that. And I just don't think the people are really understanding okay. um, and able to access that. Okay, cool. So we've got them working on their values now. So they've got some clarity there and uh, they're taking action. So they've actually gotten onto Google and done something so they can tie into each other. Is there any other tips you think they might be able to apply? Any, or is there any other things that you'd give to the stressed out executive, for example? So I think that people need to accept that their choices and their decisions have consequences. Accept it. Okay, yeah, so sure. when a lot of people go on about, oh, I had to sacrifice this. And you know what? In some cases it may genuinely fit under the definition of sacrifice. But in a, in a lot of cases that I see, it's just someone made a decision. They didn't properly think about the consequence. And here we are. Mm. So you need to understand that if you choose a short term um, or a long term, whichever, yep. they're going to come with their own sets of consequences. Mm-hmm. Some more immediate, some yep. down the track, mm-hmm. some a little bit more uncertain. But you've got to understand that every, like, you know, everything has a, a, a cause and an effect. Yep. And you need to be able to embrace that. And that is part... That is the difficult part of agency, autonomy, and and taking control of your own life, that you're also in control of the consequences. Mm -hmm. You can't control everything. You can't control the market or the economy and all that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about the stuff you can, you know, think about control, influence, persuasion, all those things. What can you actually control and what's beyond your control? Don't stress about those things. Okay. Okay. Start with the the stuff close to you. Got it, got it, got it. So accepting and taking responsibility for the things that you have done and then also taking control of what you can control. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, the things you can control is, you know, your intention and your attention. Mm. Everything outside of that is autonomous, in my opinion, and mm. you can't control the You can't control client. the universe. I can't control any of you people. I can't control the sun or the moon. Some people like to think they do, but they're, they're, they're the, the best thing. I narcissist. agree. See the weather? I brought it here for you today. Anyway. <laughs> Very good. The be- I, I would completely agree with you. The best thing you can do is be the most effective person that can take any situation that life comes, mm-hmm. that life throws at you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can be fully equipped, primed and ready, mm-hmm then it doesn't matter what life is going to throw at you. Yes, it's autonomous. There'll be things out of your control, but you will be in control and those skills, that intrinsic value, that's always going to be with you. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the market does. That mm-hmm. doesn't change who you are. Tsunami could come and wipe you out. Still yep. the same person. You'll rebuild. Got it. Cool. All right. I know also that we have a lot of uh, people that are listening that are finishing up school and that are going to be going for job interviews. And mm. I know you help people for that, right? With, yeah, with, yeah, I do. So what would be your like top tips, you know, for for little Sandra that's going for a job interview, you know, how would you get them prepped? What would you do? I would just tell them to take the finger out of their butt and just be prepared. Honestly, the number of people that I see that aren't prepared when an opportunity smacks them in the face and they're fumbling around for a CV, they're fumbling yeah. around for, oh, uh, they haven't done enough it. practice interviews or they haven't seen enough things. And the opportunity just walk on by. And you know what happens? The sad part is then they're like, oh man, 
I, don't, I can't seem to get to my goal. I never seem to get anywhere. You know why? You weren't ready for it. Yeah, That's for real, it. 100%. Okay, so take your, take your finger out of your butt and get prepared. Yeah. Have your CV ready and do whatever else that you need to do so that the opportunities, okay, yeah. I, that reminds me of the, there was a girl at the gym who'd wanted a job at the gym and she said it to me and then I just kept encouraging her and it took her like six months and just before the opportunity, just before it was about to go because of the, the job that was available, she just got it yeah. right near the end. But that, that could have been a different story yeah, in an exactly. alternate universe. But yeah, exactly. But well, yeah, so what I'm getting at is you were right. If she had been prepared six months earlier, she could have had it. Then she'd have six months more experience, six months more money. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, that's 100% true. And I think it's not just about the logistical things like writing a CV and stuff. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for how you might coach someone in an inter interview. How do you actually perform? How yeah. do you place your body? Okay. How do you read? How do you... Yeah. Um, sorry read body language how do you establish yep. rapport yep. those soft skills are really what i'm interested in okay i write people's cvs all the time okay and i get people going ken can you just write me a cv that speaks for itself i'm mm. like no 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 no. Mm -hmm. you should actually be speaking for yourself that piece of paper isn't going to do nothing mm -hmm. that's going to be someone's you know toilet paper toilet paper the next day <laughs> pretty much it's going to be someone's scrap paper yeah. what you actually need to do we don't do that with cvs that are sent to us by the way anyway go on <laughs> um but you know like it it really comes down to to that presentation as well. And yep. I think that soft skills are undervalued. And I think people need to look at their capital. Yep. Um, a lot of people are happy to spend money so that they can yep. flick away an anxiety or something that makes them uncomfortable. Yep. But I think people need to actually have a look and go, why is it uncomfortable? Yep. And should I really be disregarding that? Okay. And, and coming back to the interview, actual interview, because I know a lot of people do get nervous in interviews. Yeah. Like they'll say to me, literally, I'm so nervous about this interview. What would be your tip to them? How, how are they gonna chill out? How are they gonna get themselves in the zone so that they can be good, have that, you know, have their power come out in that interview? I think you need to understand that um, there are going to th be things out of your control. They can, um, they can ask you some really difficult questions. They can ask you, you know, the run of the mill questions and you can be overconfident. A million and one things can happen. But in th at the end of the day, you need to do a reasonable amount of um, research, mm -hmm. okay? You need to back yourself. If you can't, even convince yourself that you're a valid asset, whether on paper or in, in, in front of the mirror, you're never gonna c convince an employer. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you need to trust yourself, back yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there are various techniques that I won't go into yep. that actually help to, to soothe your nerves. They lower your fight or flight response. Okay. There's certain um, body posturing that you yep. can be doing. Okay. Um, so there's, there's lots of that kind of stuff out mm -hmm. there, but you can see how there's actually a gold mine of stuff that people aren't tapping into. Yep. This is really in the the people, the soft skill realm. Mm -hmm. yep. Whereas people are all about CVs, how many applications have you sent, how many clerkships have you applied for this year? Mm -hmm. They're numbers. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can stare at them all you want, but they'll only get you so far. Yep. Okay. Get some soft skill action going. Yeah. All right, cool. Get soft. Yeah. Now is there anything at all you would like to discuss? I do have a couple more questions I'd like to ask you, but is there anything you wanted to bring up, any things that you think might be helpful for our listeners or viewers? No, I think I'll, I'll let you lead because okay, you cool. would know your, your guys yeah, much better cool. than I do. Easy. All right, well, my next, coming to the end because we have our next guest arriving soon. How am I doing? I'm like, doing fantastic. Got random shit yeah. to sell. <laughs> yeah, you know your shit, which is good. Um, who is your, like, who is your main like client, just out of interest? Like, who would be your number one type of client that you're looking for or that you work with? The clients I work with are people that want to change. They're just not really sure how to. Yep. Okay. Um, so, the people would they be corporate level? Would they be? They school? come from all. So that's just the thing that they need, as opposed to the kind of. Like yeah, they come from all walks of life, and mm. for me, 
it's really about meeting someone where they are yep. rather than um, where I think they should be at. Okay. Um, and that, that's one of my key approaches. What makes me different to all the other practitioners out there is I look at where is where is this person? What do they want? But I actually spend a lot of time, you know, understanding their needs, their desires and their profiles, not just psychometry, not just learning, but everything. Mm -hmm. Because my job is to actually help move some of the obstacles out of their way so that they're just focused on their path. If there's a log there, let's move that out there, yeah. the proverbial log. Let's just okay. move that yep. out of the way. Got it. And so they're focused on their path, doing mm -hmm. what they, only they can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking care of some of the stuff on the side. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it takes to be retuning to really get close to the um, to the, the problem or, or to the um, to the issue at hand and give them the right solution mm -hmm. and deliver it in the right way. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's about that extra personal touch. You know, every coach out there is, is about getting to know the client and getting to know their vision, but how close mm -hmm. are they really willing to get in terms of working alongside them? Because you know what? It's a hard yak, like trying to trying to climb Mount Everest, trying to do whatever it is mm -hmm. you're doing. Yep. You need support. 100%. And you need that person that's going to be soft when they need yep. to and come at you with a stick and go, why yep. the heck haven't you done that? Here's Got your it. accountability yep. ticket. 100. You failed. Yep. And, and be able to do that. And for every person that's different, the touch points are different. And so you need someone that's got that understanding of how humans work as well as how real life works. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 1 million percent that, yeah, people need coaches. I mean, even the highest, especially the highest level performers have coaches themselves mm. too. Now, a couple of questions left. Uh, one would be, look, anyone who, well, part of our system is excellence, reaching for your highest level of potential. 100% with you. That's something that we value here YOLO. as a company. <laughs> YOLO. Um, so what would be your kind of, I don't know, two to three tips for people who want to reach for their excellence, for their highest level potential, how would you encourage, motivate, inspire, or educate them to, to help them on that path? Well, I'm not really about in inspiring or motivating, to be honest. I'm usually, my style is very direct and blunt. Okay. I'm just gonna give it to you straight. So for yeah. me, if you're gonna be reaching high, prepared to get stretched. It's okay. not gonna be comfortable all the way. Yep. But quite often, after some stretching, mm. you feel better. Okay. You feel you know a bit more limber, a bit yep. more poised to do what you do. Mm -hmm. But stretching can hurt. Okay. So I think you need to be prepared that there'll be goods, there'll be the good and yeah. there'll be the bad. Okay. Um, and in terms of excellence, like I think whatever you want to do, you can do it. Mm -hmm. That's been said a billion times, mm -hmm. but you need to accept the consequences yeah. as well. So if your trade-off is I want to have a Lamborghini, yeah. right, you've got to understand that mm -hmm. there's a path and, sac okay. and, and, and choices that you make yeah. to get there. Those choices, you're going to be tempted to think they're sacrifices, yeah. but really you made a decision yeah. and this is where you are today. Yeah. Um, and you know, if all the same, if you didn't get the Lamborghini and that mm -hmm. was what you set out to get, mm -hmm. why didn't you? Because you made a choice somewhere mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. Got it. That was all you. Okay. So I think people need to, to understand that. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches out there that are all about inspiring and motivating. I'm all for supporting mm -hmm. and retuning, okay. but I think that people wrap themselves up in all yeah. of that stuff and it yep. excuses their procrastination and yep. inaction. Mm -hmm. I'm really about retuning people so they actually reach their goals. Got it, okay, awesome. So, so preparation, making sure you're prepared for the stretch. Awareness of consequences that may arise and taking responsibility for what does happen along the way. It sounds like, well, that's a that's definitely a good programming. I mean, if that was where your someone's mind's at, okay, I need to make sure I'm prepared, I need to take responsibility for, uh, I need to be aware of what consequences may come and take responsibility for what does happen. So yeah, that makes a lot well, of sense. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it also tapped into, I'm, so, I'm sure some of the martial arts elements mm -hmm. as well. You know, you've got to learn the basics when, when, yep. you're, when you're training and stuff, yep. but 
kung fu and martial arts, there's supposed to be a way of life. You're supposed to flow with it. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to be like, okay, well, I'll just switch it on here and there. But it's actually supposed to be um, your energy like coming out. And I think this is what it is. If you're going to be um, reaching for excellence, it needs to be your energy. It needs to be you. You need to be living it, mm-hmm. not just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, definitely. There definitely needs to be movement. You need to be prepared. It. Like yeah. if someone hits you in the face or an opportunity hits you in the face, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, 100%. What would Sifu say? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, are you well, actually asking me or well, is that rhetorical? I'm curious. What would you do if someone hit you in the face? If I hit you in the face right now? To, to be fair, the last time that someone went to hit me in the face, I let them hit me. <laughs> because prior to that, um, I'd had a lot of fights when I was younger. I was literally a street fighter. And I'd hurt a lot of people and I'd vowed not to hurt people anymore. So the last three fights I've had, I'd let people hit me. The first two, let's say they just hit me in the face. The second, so the first and second, they just hit me, hit me. And then they walked off because they realized, okay, this guy's a bit cooked. He's just letting me hit him. The third one, I let him hit me as well, except this time I had my hands in my pocket. I took the hit, started to, I was like, okay, I'm not going to help you now because this guy was, he was, I think he might've been on drugs and he, long story short. And as I walked off, he'd broken my jaw. So huh. I, I started crunching and there was blood coming out and I spat it out. So that was the last fight I had, but from now on, I'll actually block it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, use your training. I just did it. Like, I don't mind getting hit. It doesn't bother me. So I was just, I'd rather than be violent, I'd let that happen. But I've learned not to. But that was a long time ago now. That was 12 years ago was the last fight I had. Yeah, mm. Literally when I first opened my business. It's, I mean, it's a strange one. You'd think I would have yeah. blocked it and taken them out. Um, but isn't that, isn't that <laughs> what we were talking about? Decisions and choices and values. Yeah. You chose not to. Yeah. You could have taken him. Yeah. Right? Like but you chose not to because it resonated with you values wise 100 percent because my values was the values not was are to be unconditionally loving and non-violent so doing doing so i you know i was aligned with my values and there's a cost there isn't there there was a broken jaw there was some blood yeah broken jaw blood i spent 10 days in hospital my jaw went really big but it was 10 of the best days ever i couldn't eat any food and i was just (laughs) meditating and reading and i had a lot of let's say enlightening experience which helped me with my direction where I am today because the mission is still the same (laughs) so that darkness has been like you know that that one life event there was a cost to it but you reflected and I think that's something that your viewers should really learn from you in terms of taking something and reflecting there are costs there are there are wins as well Mm. reflect and take something away for the next the next time something comes up 100% I think yeah you're right on that every single traumatic or negative I put those up there because they're mm-hmm. not really traumatic or negative. Your biggest growth is inside them. Yeah, I found that in reflection. 100%. Literally in every experience in my life, and even in others when you can see it, if you can actually look at the whole picture, the yin and the yang, not just mm. the darker side of it, you'll see that your biggest growth is in it. You know, So yeah, you're right. Reflection is certainly helpful. I'm with you there. Okay. So is there anything, what would be your last, any, would you have, do you have a question for our listeners or is there anything you'd like to leave them with before we finish up now? I think that's a really good question. I don't know. That's all right. Take a moment. I'll pour you some tea. Get me caffeinated. That's it. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't really know. I've got to find something punchy. Are you a terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a terrorist, please write in the comments, I am a terrorist. We'll see how many people actually write that. Mm, that'd be very interesting. Then you can go find, hunt them down. Self-reporting. Long, with your long-range shooting. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose I suppose if I had yeah. anything that I would ask people, yeah. it would be what do you want and do you really want it? Good question. I think that sums up that's our really discussion. Like yeah. and if you do, 
you know, like get in touch with a coach, get in touch with with your best mate. Yeah. You know, have a talk about it and work on your clarity and all those other steps we talked about. But but you need to start somewhere. Mm. And I think the best way to, to get that dialogue going is actually just to ask yourself questions. And I mean questions with question marks at the end of it. Very good. Awesome. Questions lead to answers. Now where can these guys find you if they want to they want to ask you questions or they'd like to actually get coaching or guidance from you okay so um i don't know what you guys do Whatever. you can put my details on there or whatever. yeah i mean is it best for them to find you yeah because i don't want a website or email or or phone number or maybe not phone number in here because it might have <laughs> so yeah i'll be able to put an email on there okay so email what's your email let us know so a dot plus dot yep. solutions at live.com a dot plus dot solutions at live.com mm-hmm. so maybe we can Put that up somewhere here or yep. there or down there somewhere. Take yeah. it down your side. Like don't, cool. like don't, um, you know, like I don't run a website because I'm not that hard to coach. I'm people based. I want to yeah, be face to face and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, like reach out. Like I want to hear from you personally. I guess yep. like that's my sort of thing, negating away the website. Mm-hmm. But the whole, you know, approach me personally. Don't even worry about going through a website or whatever. Email me and mm-hmm. we'll have a coffee or something. It's the best way, face to face. All right. Thank you so much for today. Give me some love. So much love. It was a pleasure interviewing you and being here today, I'm sure. And I'll see you soon, yeah? Yeah. Perfect. Done.